Chirkwich agus falta to white knuckling. When is Anamdom? And this is episode 11, My Irish Roots. Now, I basically just said in Gaelic, hello and welcome to my show. Wayne is my name. <laughs> okay. Um, my gran used to speak to me in Gaelic as a kid. I knew a little bit. Um, and I'm starting to get hit the books again now and, and get it back because um, it's a beautiful thing. I, I love um, I love being entwined with my um, ancestors and um, yeah, my heritage, man. I'm proud of it. I'm proud to be Irish um, and I'm proud to be English too. Um, but it's, it's fucking cool being able to tap into um, the ancient knowledge of, of um, our word of mouth. So, um, so my gran used to speak to me in Gaelic and um she would ask me to grab that or do this or do that and rah, rah, rah. and I didn't know what she was saying. Um at the time I thought, man, I'm lucky. I've um my gran was one of eleven kids. Um she had my dad who was one of eight and I've got fucking hundreds of cousins. I've got so many cousins. Um and she only spoke to me in Gaelic. Yeah, and I thought, fuck man, like I must be her favorite out of all these cousins. I must be the chosen one. <laughs> um, and she must really love me. Um, yeah, it turns out she fucking hated my guts and she <laughs> didn't want to talk to me at all. So she spoke to me in Gaelic, knowing that I couldn't respond. I didn't know what she was talking about. I'd get overwhelmed and I'd just look like an ignorant little fucking pommy kid that didn't know what she was talking about. So... <laughs> Um, so I learnt a little bit, um, and now I'm really trying to learn it again to get it fucking locked in. Um, and when I see you one day, Grand, I'm going to have a full-on conversation with you. And I forgive you, by the way. So, um, anyways, so I want to make this episode about um, telling you the stories I grew up with. Um, yeah. And, and the heritage that I have, and um, yeah, and so here we go. Now, Ireland has had um, evidence of humans walking on the island of Era uh, for 33,000 years, okay? So in that time, they've had a Neolithic, a Mesolithic, a Bronze Age, a Copper Age, a Iron Age, a Beacon Age, um, uh, Celtic Holstat culture, which is like farming and stuff. It'd be the, the first days or the first, um, you know, the starting of farming. Um, they have uh, paganism or a pagan culture. They've had um, Celtic Christianity. Um, and they so they believed in Jesus um, or the wisdom of Jesus and the theories of what he was getting on about um, being, you know, polite to everyone and being nice and forgiving and blah, blah, blah. but they didn't believe in having a leader such as the Pope. Okay, so they they believed in um, Jesus being uh, of the Holy Trinity, the the you know the um, the Father, the Ghost, and the Holy Spirit, and um, they didn't. Be- 
they didn't go as far as believing in the Pope being the, the you know, the leader of the church. So, um, and and it obviously grew over the years to the point where they did believe in um, Roman Catholicism. Okay, so, um, but what really got me as a kid, as a, uh, and with my imagination, was um, with my last name especially was like knights and Gaelic warriors and um, and the pagan beliefs. Yeah, so like um, when Vikings came out, man, I was fucking infatuated with it. I was like, what the fuck, this is awesome, um, and, but I've always been, like, um, really, um, oh, man, like, so connected with my last name, and, and, um, and my, my family's, um, from Ireland, um, their last names, and what it means to be Irish, and, um, yeah, and, and staunch IRA family that we are, like, sticking up for what we believed in, um, so, so I grew up on a lot of pagan stories, they are pagan, um, gods, they deities, uh, there was stories of the sun god, um, the god of the sea, the god of war, the god of, um, spoken word and music and dancing, so there are lots of gods. Um, one in particular that I want to share, okay, is Easter, the god of spring. Okay, she's depicted carrying a bunny, right? Now bunnies, if if um seen one of my posts just before I had my title fight, um bunnies are good luck, man. Like you know, if you got a rabbit's foot, that means you caught a rabbit and you cut its foot off. Now, bunnies are super fucking fast, man, so super good luck to, to catch a bunny or to see one, if that. So um, so Easter is depicted carrying a bunny, and um, the way we celebrated, and I say we, like I was there, um, <laughs> the way they celebrated um, Easter was they'd um, get chicken eggs, and they'd paint them, and they'd give them to their loved ones and their family to say, um, I hope this year is your year, and I hope you have good um, harvest, and, you know, your crops grow, and rah, rah, rah. So Easter, as I said again, I'll say it again, was, a, was depicted as a woman carrying a bunny, and everybody worshipped her at the start of spring, okay? Coincidentally, around the same time Jesus was put on the cross, all right? Um, I think somewhere along the line, um, well, Ireland was known to have uh, hundreds of religions living there at the same time. Um, the churches that were there weren't for one religion. They were for multiple religions. You could go and sit and pray and, um, you know, and meditate and stuff to your own gods, and nobody gave a fuck, man. You had like Vikings living there, you had um, Christians living there, um, pagans, the Druids that were there before the Vikings came. Um, so it was it was like a melting pot of different religions living there. And nobody gave you shit. Okay. Um, and so 
they um, the Christians were trying to take over and they said you can't celebrate your pagan god this weekend because our Lord and Saviour Jesus Christ, God's only son, died on the cross for our sins and um, you can't celebrate Easter. So the Irish being Irish, they probably said, ah, fuck it, we'll, we'll celebrate both of them. <laughs> so <laughs> um, not only the celebrating um our Lord and Saviour dying for us, for our sins. They also say, um, they also, you know, um, worshipped Easter at the same time. And, um, yeah, they, they amalgamated both of them together. So, um, next time somebody says to you, what the fuck does bunnies and chocolate eggs have to do with Jesus dying on the cross? You can say, actually, nothing. That's fucking nothing to do with Jesus dying on the cross. It's a totally different religion. And Christianity brought them together. So, yeah. All right. <laughs> so, there you go. Um, another one I grew up on was um, good old Patricius. Okay. Patricius was a Welshman. And he was kidnapped by Irish pirates. And taken to Ireland. Sold as a slave to a farmer. And um, lived there. Was looked after. Was fed and clothed and everything. Um and was was made to be an Irishman pretty much. Um, he didn't want to do that though. He had a longing. He had a passion for Christianity, and he wanted to um, indulge in in learning more about his religion. And he wanted to go on his walkabout. So the uh, farmer that was his owner used to send him back and forward to the UK a lot, and he'd pick up sheep and cattle and buy food and stuff and bring it back to Ireland to the farm and one day he thought he had an epiphany while he was um, sailing back over to England and, and Wales and he was like today's the day today's the day I go on my big walkabout and I truly find out who I am now he called himself Patricius his farmer slave um, owner his owner I should say um, and later his friend um, called, called him Padraig, okay? And I'm talking none other than of um, St. Patrick. So he went on his big OE <laughs> and he came back and tried to um, convert the pagans to Christianity. He, he told them all about his God and how he can... Um, you know, how he's made uh, blind people see and how he's made people that can't walk, walk. Um, how he brought someone back from the dead. How he can turn, and I think this is where they got it, where um, Patrick got the pagans to turn Christian was when he said he could turn water to wine. The Irish would have been like, holy fuck, bro, you sold me. Fucking sign me up. Where do I put my name down? Um, and he was converting them over. Now the story is is that he went to Ireland to rid the country of snakes. There are no snakes in Ireland. Not at all. So what he was doing was he was trying to um, convert them from paganism. Yeah. The devil's um, animal was the snake, the serpent. Um, and he's trying to convert them from that to Christianity. Um, and that's Christian Christianity's way of saying that we're 
um, where the light, where the best way you go, because um, any other way is the devil, it's the snake, yeah, so don't, you don't want to be doing that, you want to be, if you want direct route to heaven, you need to follow this teaching, this, this belief system, so yeah, uh, later on in his life, uh, he was beheaded by a Viking, so there you go, <laughs> And we celebrate March the 17th, St. Patrick's Day. Uh, that was the day that he got fucking cut in half. Okay, so slanter. Anyway, <laughs> next story, um, Kukulain. I grew up on another story called, uh, of Kukulain. Kukulain is the hound of monster. Okay, the king of monster invited um, his friend, his childhood friend, to um, a banquet one day. And he said, and you must bring your son. Now, I can't remember his friend's name, but his son's name was Setancha. Okay. And he said, you must bring your son um, to the banquet. I want to meet Setancha. Now, Setancha at the time was only eight years old. And um, uh, his friend said, sure, I'll bring my son. I'll bring my son. Um, and the king went back to his um, his castle, I suppose. His um his living quarters and um the father of Satancha said, Now we're going to a banquet, I need you to come along and Satancha says, I'll be there, father, after I finish this game of hurling. Or Gaelic football. It was it probably would have been back then. Um Yeah, or even guess who, the mystery face game, I don't know. Um, but he's playing with his mates and he said, I'll be there later. Um so the, the friend went to see the king. He said to the king, my, my son will be here soon. He's still playing. He's finishing the game with his friends. And the king freaked out and said, oh, we need to, we need to um, bring the hound in because um, he'll kill the boy. This, this Irish wolfhound was as big as a, um, a chariot and horse. Like he was, he was fucking huge. And um, it took like 10 men to chain him up and bring him inside, you know, and chain him up. So uh, he said, I must go myself and get um, Kukulain in because he will kill your boy. Um, and as they got outside to, to chain up Kukulain, um, Satancha had his foot on Kukulain's head and he'd killed the dog. Somehow he'd killed the dog. The dog must have had a go at him. And he's um, and he's killed the dog with the hurling stick, or um, yeah, beat him at Monopoly somehow, and he's flipped the board, and he's just fucking dead. So he's had his foot on on the dog's head, and the king's upset. He's really upset that his um, the hound of monster has been killed. Um, Satancha could see how upset he was, so he offered himself, um, as. Uh, as his um, protector from then on. And because he'd killed a dog, it was welcomed. It was like how how this boy has killed the dog on his own with his own bare hands um, is remarkable. He must be a demigod. So Satancha changed his name and took on the name of Kukulain, the Hound of Monster, and he became the king's... Um, his bodyguard pretty much he has been documented to have um, 
had fought in a lot of battles um, and he died at the age of 18 um, where he had his head cut off in battle. He was um, shot at with arrows. Um, I could I can only imagine he was depicted back then as Rollo was in um, Vikings, Ragnar Lothbrok's brother. A big, strong man. Um, not very easy to kill um, and lived on with a lot of wounds. Now, the story is, is when he was in battle, he'd go from a scrawny, um, blonde-haired uh, boy to almost like a Jekyll and Hyde effect. He'd turn into a monster, almost like Hulk-like and um, be able to kill five or six men at a time. And um, yeah, so that's Kukulain, the Hound of Monster, the, the King of Monsters Bodyguard. There's another story I grew up on. Um, grew up on a lot of stories about the Banshee and um, my family members, um, my ancestors running into the Banshee. Um, and the story is with the Banshee is if you hear its cry, um, which is generally it's a woman, uh, a ghostly woman, um, if you hear her cry and you see her, someone in your family is going to die or somebody close by in your village is um, going to die. She's she's um, been found wailing um, and crying Um and she basically, it's like, um, almost like, uh, it's almost like death. The stories of death, you know, with the, the cloak and the, um, the sigh. They come and collect the next person ready to die. Um, and the banshee, if you hear her cry, you know something bad's going to happen. So, uh, yeah. So leprechauns, okay, leprechauns. The mythical little um, no-gooders, they, they trick you into um, all sorts of mischievous um, selling your soul to them. So um, the, story, the stories with leprechauns um, go as they are they're always with a pot of gold. Yeah, they've, they've, they love gold. Um, they are, uh, if there's a rainbow nearby, leprechauns are nearby. If you can see a rainbow, um, leprechauns are, um, yeah, they'll be, they'll, the opening to their realm is nearby. Um, the pot of gold at the end of a rainbow, that's where all this fits in. Um, now, leprechauns were... Um, yeah, they, you could, there's stories of you, uh, if you clean your house or you left out, um, certain food at a certain time of year, um, they'd bring good luck to your house and your, and your family. Um, and on other occasions, if you were to piss them off, if you didn't put up, a, put out a, enough food or you didn't, um, cater for them in, in uh, ways of drink or, you know, they'd 
they'd uh, bring bad luck to your to your name and um you'd uh you'd have to live with the series of bad luck for a long time um yeah that they are closely talked about um as close as as fairies seeing fairies in the fairy glen and um same again like if you if you treat them ill they'll um they'll put hexes on you and stuff it's, yeah so there's stories of a family member i think it was my dad's uncle who was protestant and um he'd been out drinking one night and he was coming home through near the rivers he's walking down the river um i think it's the river liffey and he on his way home he heard a very low um, growl growl um, across the river. And as he looked over, he saw a very large dog. And um, this dog had eyes as big as saucers, he says. And um, it looked like it wanted, they were red. That's right, the, the eyes were red. And it looked like it wanted to cross the river to kill him. And from that day, he um, denounced his religion uh, from Protestant. Um, and he was baptized Catholic. He changed his religion because of this dog. Um, yeah, it's. I love these stories, man. These are stories I grew up on. Dad would tell me just before I go to bed and I'd fucking shit myself. <laughs> um, now, my gran, my gran, as I say, she um, she would have had a hard life, man, being one of 11. My great-grandfather Richards, um, he distilled uh, potion. So he made potato whiskey. And he had my gran deliver uh, around Dublin and surrounding towns um this would have been during the troubles like they'd have been um trying to keep their the soldiers the republican soldiers um you know angry um keep them headstrong to keep fighting against the english and um yeah my gran was one that had to deliver it around uh dublin on her bike and um the potion would have been put in milk bottles and in the front of her butcher's bike in a, in a basket. So one day, the story goes, the one day she got her front um, tyre caught in the tram tracks um, and she went over the top of her hand, handlebars. The potion went everywhere and smashed all over the place and a horse and cart jumped over my gran um, and one cartwheel brushed her hair and then the other cartwheel brushed her feet, um, and she nearly died. Now a garda um, saw what happened, or the guardie saw what was what had just happened, and he come running over. Guardies, um, guardas, a um, policeman, police officer, and he come running over, and he said to her, um, "Are you all right, love?" And uh, my grand said, "I've just come. I've only come over the handlebars on my bike." And, <laughs> He's um he said um I'll take you home you know, and then he smelt the potion and he goes ah oh, love I'll I'll take you home. Now the story is is that 
they've been looking they were looking for this notorious Pochin distiller for um for years they couldn't find who was distilling all this Pochin. Now Pochin was um it was illegal right up until the year nineteen ninety seven. Um in some cases it was like ninety percent alcohol. Yeah. Um so people were fucking fired up, man. The fighting Irish, this is where they get their name. They were, <laughs> they were drinking rocket fuel, man. And um yeah, so it was illegal. Like I say, right up till nineteen ninety seven. Um you weren't allowed to brew it. And um my great grandfather Richards, he was fucking um sending it all over Dublin, you know, keep people angry, keep them fighting. And um yeah. So Graham went over the handlebars, the garter smelt the the potion and he um fucking took her home to basically arrest my grandfather. When he got home, uh got her to her home, he gave my great grandfather a, a slap on the wrist and said, um, you gotta stop doing this, you know, and he's he says, Ah, you're right, Gata, I'm sorry, I won't do it again. And he's um got away with it. Now the the reason he got away with it is is amazing. My grand great grandfather Richards was part of the um the crew that helped President De Valera escape Lincoln Prison in England. Um there's story that they were all arrested and it would have been to do with something like signing a treaty between Ireland and England and and the troubles, so like, you know, the Republic fucking firing guns at, at the English. The English didn't like it, so they, they arrested the president to try and stop this and probably take over the country. Um, my grandfather, great-grandfather was arrested at the same time and uh, it, I believe he got to take his um, button accordion into the, into the cell where they sung songs in Gaelic and they, um, my grandfather uh, wrote all of President de Valera's um, correspondence, you know, back to Ireland, probably put hits on fucking certain areas, rah, rah, rah. Um, and they were singing in Gaelic the map on how to escape the prison. And sure enough, when the time was right, they fucking boosted the joint and they got back to Ireland. Um, and I'm fucking, yeah, I'm, even though it was, um, you know, President de Valera, um, and it wasn't Michael Collins, it would have been a bit better if he was looking after Michael Collins, um, I'm still very proud that, um, they were standing up for their rights, and they, um, yeah, and, and they, you know, what they believed in, and they protected their land, so, um yeah I'm, I'm super proud to hear that um now my kids a couple of years ago got to go back to ireland with my my dad and my mum and um they did the historic um journey on the boat train they got to sail from dublin to Holyhead, and then they got on a train and they trained to manchester and it was the same route the same um, journey that um, our great uncle uh, Willie Houlihan did when he was um, getting 
getting away from the troubles, you know, when he was getting out and and um, going to rest or going to maybe buy more stuff to take back to Ireland. Um, he, he hid out at my grand's place with my dad and, and his um, five sisters and two brothers. Um, my dad was only young, but he can remember um, my grand saying, this is your cousin, Willie Houlihan. And um, he was treated like he had, you know, there's eight in the family. It would have been a three-bedroom house. And um, he had his own room when he came to stay, and they looked after him. Um, and my dad said we had, it was the only time they had cakes and, you know, like um, fruit cake and fruit loaf and biscuits and tea and stuff, he said. Um, he's like, my dad goes, oh, I used to love it when Willie come over because we get all these um, treats. <laughs> so, um, and you'd hear all the stories of, of what's going on in Ireland and, um, yeah. Now, um, yeah, I, I love these stories. These stories have, have made me growing up. They, um, we had a few relatives play uh, professional football. They were Gaelic footballers before they went to the Premier League. Um, one in particular, Kevin Moore. He, um, my um, Auntie Rita uh, grew up with the Moorans and... Um, yeah, and Kevin Warren played for Manchester United, and he played for Blackpool, um, and he was one hell of a, a Gaelic player as well. So, um, my grand um, would nurse his wounds when he was playing, and he used to play hard, man. Like, I don't know if you've ever seen um, hurling, but it's like fucking... Uh, field hockey on on roids you know like they swing at the face and everything it's fucking dangerous as fuck and it's they play they play with like wooden axes it's crazy um and gaelic was the same people fucking smashing you and um so my grand would nurse kevin's wounds and um yeah it's uh, like claim you know if you're gonna name drop somebody <laughs> it's gonna be um kevin warren Football's a big game of where I'm from. It's um like soccer. Um, it's a poor man's game. Yeah, rugby was a grammar school boy game. Um, and the the rich played rugby. Whereas, um, in New Zealand, it's the opposite way around. You play rugby barefoot, you know, and um, at school and stuff. Um, and it's like that in the UK and Ireland for with football and Gaelic football. Um. So yeah, I um another story, another story. Come on, come on, what's another one? Santa Claus, okay. Um Daddy Na Nolig, yeah. Father Christmas. Now, uh Father Christmas is as fucking real as Jesus Christ. Okay? A lot of people say to my kids even say to me, he's not real. He was real. He was real. He's Scandinavian. He um was a devout Christian, okay, and he used Christmas time to bring love and uh, giving to people, to, to give them hope and uh, whatnot. He 
the story is is he put lumps of coal in and pennies and and like coins in the shoes that were at the doorstep of the house okay so back then you think fuck fuck you can't give me a lump of coal um back then lump of coal would have contributed to uh the heating source of their small little cold house all right so it was it was quite a nice gesture that he was doing that um and um yeah and he um because of his um uh his devout um christian belief he um was made a saint now anyone that has saint in front of their name yeah has earned that through being a devout christian all right so anyone that has saint at the start of their name like saint Nicholas, um, Saint Patrick, um, Saint George, Saint—you know—all um, these, all these saints are devout Christians. They've, they've earned their badges or they've earned their um, stripes through being a hardcore Christian. All right, so Saint Nicholas, man, is a real thing. He would have been Nicholas, and he was made a saint because he was looking after like poor christians he as i say put lumps of coal in their shoes and pennies to help them out and um he was made a saint okay and um in ireland we call him daddy na nolig okay nolig being christmas um daddy na father of so and that brings me to another another wee story um the word daddy yeah um is gaelic okay um daddy you hear a lot of grown men in ireland say daddy and you think what you still call him daddy what the hell um no that's that's gaelic for father so um another thing i grew up on uh what else this is what I'm like when I'm teaching a class and I, I start running with it and I'm like, yeah, man, blah, 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 blah. Uh, <laughs> so, look, I'll save some for another day. Um, but these are some of the stories I grew up on. Um, I think it's fascinating. I um, definitely do believe in Santa Claus or, or um, you know, Daddy Nanolik. Um, he's coming. He's going to be here in a couple of hours. <laughs> and, um, yeah, and he, you know, he restores um, happiness and faith and gift, the, the, the gift of giving in Christmas, you know. Obviously, it's the time our Lord and Saviour was born. and um, But like, like I said, he was a devout Christian and he um, brings that excitement back. So, um, yeah, man, thanks for listening. Um, I hope you have a wonderful Christmas and, um, yeah, slan go forward.